to today's podcast. We are absolutely, I know I say I'm going to keep these monologues quick. Today is really going to be real quick because I cannot talk today. Uh, there are just some days where my brain is not working uh, in a connected fashion to my mouth. And today is one of those days. So we will have my friend, if you have uh, been listening to the other podcast I get to host for the Ability Center called 68 Words, which is twice a month. Tuesday Tuesday mornings is when they usually um, will hit your playlist. Uh, Valerie Fatika, the disability manager for the city of Toledo, was on, but not to talk about Ability Center stuff, to make you a snow angel or to uh, to get someone you know who might need a snow angel, get them signed up. Uh, two things to get to first. Uh, you might call it God, a higher power. I call it karma, maybe the universe. Um, I like to do good, not to be rewarded, but I want to be a strong character. And remember, character is what you do when no one's looking. If you're only there for the appreciation and the adulation and the praise, you're doing it wrong. Um, the person who won our Ohio State Michigan tickets doesn't do it for the praise or the attention. He does it because he is a genuinely phenomenal human being. When you're doing things that you don't have to do, um, not seeking the attention or the praise, that's like the highest level of humanity. Um, and I'm not saying there, there aren't other good people out there, but uh, and I'm not saying there aren't other good people who qualified to be in our reverse raffle for the Michigan-Ohio State tickets. I only knew Alfonso, who qualified uh, with me on Q105, and then Alfonso was the last one standing Saturday at the Appliance Center, thanks to them and Dietz and Ruin for being our other sponsors there. There were about 90-some people, so 20 people didn't show up. We had like 93 or 94 total people, I believe, and Alfonso was the last one standing. You are somewhat familiar with Alfonso because he's been on the podcast before. Um, he, if, if you didn't catch that one, I'll tell you this. He is one of the managers, higher ups at the Lowe's on Route 20. And I keep an eye on all the things he says he does for his staff. Thank you cards, gift cards, all the little things. And look, a lot of people do that, but I'm sure there's plenty of things he does that are not post worthy. And I don't think he's posting to get the attention. He's posting to go to silently go, Hey, you should do this too. I don't have staffing problems. And you can avoid them, too, by treating people like this. In his spare time, Alfonso is out doing great things in our community. Whenever there is some type of press conference about violence, gun violence, ways that we can improve our community, a lot of times you'll see Alfonso's face there. Not in front of the microphone. He's there as a body to support it. And then he's going to dig in and get his hands dirty. Um, How do I know that? Because I believe it's the North Toledo Coalition he's a part of. And I will not forget that the story he told me of uh, when he was here to visit, he was out on Greenbelt Parkway on his own time, picking up trash. And it's just little things like that that can become an avalanche of other people doing good. It, it, just you. Just pick up litter. Pick up one piece of trash. I try to do it when I'm out with the dogs. There's no reason not to do it because I have a bag with me that is going to go in the trash. So if I see stuff, I'm going to pick it up. Because if there's if you see litter, it's more likely you or others will litter. If you don't see it, there's less of a chance that you will litter. But it's got to be picked up first. Do good things in our community and somehow, some way, even though you shouldn't be asking for it, because if you're asking for it, then it's not 
it's not karma at its most spiritual level. Do good things, and um, and the universe will, will come back to you. And that's the only reason I can imagine, other than pure luck. Do you make your own luck? Preparation can make luck. Probably a million cliches and maxims you can throw out there, idioms as well. But I was really happy to see Alfonso win, because I know all the good he does in our community. He doesn't ask for attention or acclaim, so I was glad he just stood there silently and won those tickets on Saturday. Um, I remember walking to my friend's house, probably ninth grade, 10th grade, maybe even eighth grade. Um, he was always, I, he and I would walk to school or the bus stop together. He was always slow to get ready. But then again, I've been chronically early my entire life. So while he was upstairs getting ready, his mom would let me hang out in the kitchen and I'd watch, and I'd watch Power Rangers. And now you know where I'm going with this. And when I saw the story, actually, I was offline yesterday. I saw the story this morning that Jason David Frank had died. One of the the original Power Rangers actually like added as the evil White Ranger, but then the Green Ranger. Um, I I this is another one of those people who I can't remember specific stories about, but when I read the story of his tragic passing, when I saw that he was trending, uh, and it was a TMZ story. I I thought that he was obviously gone, but I also thought, I bet he took his own life. And all things point towards that. No physical health issues or quiet cancer battles like what we had with Chadwick Boseman. I don't know. There's just something about it that, that for my head pointed towards suicide. So while there wasn't a physical illness, there was an illness. And, uh, Many of us lost a person that we cared so much about going back to our childhood in another sad instance yesterday with the passing of Jason David Frank. Too soon, at 49 years old. Uh, good to have a friend on now. Valerie Fatika, she is the disability manager for the city of Toledo, and I would like you to consider being a part of the Snow Angels program. Let me thank, uh, can I call you my friend, Val? Can I call you Valerie? Sure. Val, what are, we, what are we going with? Uh, Fatika, Fatika Fiss. We can get to that later on because you were a blast last week. Um, disability manager is the correct title of yours, right? Yes. Um, still somewhat new, but we'll, we'll start with right now and then we'll, we'll work backwards. Um, tell me a little bit, a little bit about this pilot program that begins real soon called Snow Angels. Yep. So, uh, Snow Angels is actually live right now. And what it is, it's a, um, program in the city of Toledo where residents with, uh, either disability or residents who are, um, over the age of 60, and um, do not have the financial means to pay somebody to shovel their walk and their driveway can be matched with a uh, generous volunteer uh, from the city uh, who lives in or near the city uh, who will shovel uh, about 24 hours, within 24 hours after a snowfall. Um, So it's um, something that has, it's not a new concept. It exists in other cities and at one time exists in the city of Toledo, but we really want to increase participation, make it bigger, and really create uh, this culture of of volunteerism and and helping your neighbor within the city. How long has this been um, in the pipeline to get up and running? So before I started in June in in this job, and 
I looked at some historical notes that I inherited, and uh, it was in, in talks to get restarted throughout the pandemic, uh, a lot of meetings and such, just never ended up getting off the ground. And I guess now that there's a point person who's able to, to devote the time to it, uh, we're going to hit the ground running. Are you the point person? I am the point person. Excellent. We'll give out all of your social links so people can contact you at all hours of the day. <laughs> no, please don't. Uh, what, the reason I asked, like, how long was this in the pipeline? Because I, I, I can't be the only one. And there has and, and there actually is logistical parts of this. Like, just a couple weeks ago, I know we started to, uh, we threw out the plan to, like, name our plows and, and whatever. And it was 68 and beautiful. And now we've had snow the last couple of days. So was there some some scurrying in the last week or so to get some people involved with this real fast? Sure, and it was it was a matter of well, this could be a huge project. Um, you know, we do we need to set up technology to do the matching, and well, you know, we're trying to do some bigger things. Can we really do this this year? But um, you know, there's some good people who work for the city. We were able to get it out, make it happen. Um, we're calling it a pilot program, just you know, partly because it's a little rudimentary. It, it's going to be me matching volunteers with with residents and um, accepting applications through um, our website, which go to email. So we're working next year on improving that process, improving the efficiency of matching and obviously building our volunteer base um, and and really trying to get some recognition for our our kind volunteers as well. But we figure let's, let's give it a shot this year, do some tweaks, get some feedback, see how it goes, and then we can build from then on. So it, it's not going to be like a dating site where we're swiping left or right for people we want to shovel for, right? No, you don't get a choice on <laughs> who you shovel for. It's basically based on uh, how how far you're willing to go and how many places you're willing to shovel. And I will say all of our volunteers that have signed up thus far have kindly offered to, to shovel more than one uh, place. So um, we've, we've some really good residents here. Awesome. Um, before, I, I do want to ask uh, what maybe um, restrictions or requirements are needed for people who are going to help out. But um, is there already a base of people who have sought the city out or you have in mind who will need the shoveling that, uh, that meet the qualifications you mentioned a moment ago? So we've partnered with the Area Office on Aging and the Ability Center of Northwest Ohio, uh, or excuse me, Greater Toledo. So really targeting um, trying to get our elderly residents and our residents with disabilities. Um, we're pushing it out on uh, social media. We're trying to get contacts out with schools and, um, you know, just the, the local news has been covering it, really trying to reach as many people as possible. I'm a little concerned. I know that, you know, if you're not looking at the news or local media, that some of our residents may be missing it um, due to no mailing or something. But So really, you know, listeners get the word out and, 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 um, you know, reach out to your neighbors who may be in need of something like this. Uh, So people can just go sign up on the website on on either side, specifically that we'll we'll keep it with um, people who need the shoveling done. They can just hop onto the city's website, track down snow angels. Right. Or if you don't have Internet access, you can call uh, Engage Toledo and um, they will fill out the application for you. Uh, what about the people that you're looking for volunteers? You mentioned some have already um, uh, given their time for multiple places. What's it like to be on that side of thing? Uh, I'm sure they go to the same place, but what are some of the requirements that they'll be asked to meet before they can become an actual snow angel? Sure. So the requirements are pretty low. You just you providing your own um, snow removal equipment, 
you know, we were going to say, okay, shovels and salt, but if there's a salt shortage and if you want to use a flamethrower to clear the snow, that's, <laughs> that's fine. I don't, I don't care. Um, but you're providing your own equipment, and um, within 24 hours after the snow stops, we just ask that you go out and, and clear out the resident that you've been assigned. Um, we're, we're trying to reach out to groups of people maybe need service hours, maybe you're a Boy Scout troop, maybe you're a, a school group, um, maybe you're a neighborhood association, um, but any of those groups is welcome to sign up, and we can assign you, you know, within your parameters. I'm happy to contact you to try to narrow it if that's that's something that you want to do just for your neighborhood or um, just for your group or something like that. We can definitely work with that. Have you had any meaningful communication yet with uh, with with schools? Schools, we're still getting it out. We still ha- we have um, a, a contact with the YMCA Safe Routes to Schools program. Um, so they've been involved in this process, and even before I got on, where they uh, I think helped run the program when it was up the last time. So uh, we've been in contact with them, and they've been uh, assisting in developing this program as well. Um, but yeah, it, we're still in the in the process of getting um, working with you know other departments in the city to get the word out to, to who needs to hear it. I would think um, some schools might have some interest. Some kids might have some interest. Uh, I know I don't want to take whatever you get paid to shovel your neighbor's um, money out of your pocket anymore, but this seems like maybe an opportunity where kids can knock out some some community hours as well. Absolutely. Um, obviously, we can't predict how much snow we're going to get, um, but sure, I mean, there, there's plenty of opportunity for service hours um, what, whatever you need to require it for. And if I can, you know, the city can assist in any way and making sure you, you get credit for that. Um, yeah, I'm happy to help. Uh, hopefully we will not have more snow than Buffalo had in about two days through this winter. Oh, I, I really hope so. And I'm hoping that these kind volunteers uh, maybe only have to go out once and twice, once or twice that- so that uh, everybody is safe and able to get in and out of their homes. I like the way you think. Flamethrowers, and we actually want this program to completely fail because we just didn't have enough days to shovel this winter, right? Absolutely. Um, so what's the matching process going to be like? I'm guessing um, location, being geographically close to somebody is always easy, easiest. What are you you looking for as you play uh, Snow Angel Matchmaker? Sure. So it's open, by the way, we're open till uh, December 15th. So get your applications in for both sides by December 15th. And then um, on the volunteer application, you can choose, you know, you can shovel however many places, um, half mile, mile, two miles, or anywhere within the city of Toledo. We do have a couple volunteers from outside the city who I believe have um, groups who you know, have an interest in volunteering and, uh, hey, we'll, we'll take it. If you want to come into Toledo and, and shovel some snow, we're, we're happy to do that as well. Um, and then, yeah, just matching it up basically geographically and, and based on how many people you're willing to shovel for. Um, yeah, there's and, – and I, I understand there'll probably be pockets within the city that we just don't have volunteers for. So if you're willing to travel and, and, and shovel out a neighborhood that might not get a lot of volunteers – that's certainly helpful. It doesn't sound like you'll turn people away who are uh, outside of the city, city limits either, I guess, especially groups, right? If somebody wanted to come from Perrysburg, you're not going to say no, right? No. Any volunteers, if you want to volunteer from outside to shovel our residents out, 
I will gladly accept you. Awesome. So Snow Angels here. Uh, you can visit the city's website. I'm, is there a specific link or drop down someone should look for or will be pretty prominently placed throughout the winter um, on the homepage? Well, hopefully it's it's primarily page, but if you go into Get Involved, there's a there's a link for Snow Angels there, or Google it. Um, I'm sure you can find it there as well. Or again, Engage Toledo four one nine nine three six twenty twenty to apply. Awesome, and the Engage Toledo app is also there as well. I know we just talked about calling them, but uh, I think most city residents, if not all, should have it because it's extremely helpful. I know you know as well as I do that um, some places in the city get inundated with questions that are pretty easy to get answers with Engage Toledo, and they really have really great optimization with con- uh, with consumers and feedback real fast. So, um, and and you know uh, the the commissioner for Engage Toledo would be upset if I didn't say that, you know, don't assume that the city knows about things. Um, Make sure you call and report because, you know, there may be a a pothole that's been on your street for months and months and you just assume that, you know, people complain about it so much that you assume the city knows. Don't assume. Feel free to call Engage Toledo. We're not going to be upset if you do, if you make those reports. Um, So just don't assume and, and feel free to call and report. That's what they're here for. Are you talking about Jenny over there? I am. Um, I, I think you're, to, to expound on your point, I'd say from the vibe I got from her was they'd rather have 100 calls rather than none and people just sitting back expecting other people to have made that phone call. Meanwhile, the problem that could be fixed just sits there, really. Absolutely. And we're, you know, we're made this big, the city made this big push this year for, you know, improving our customer service and Engage Toledo is a big part of that. It's a, the, the public facing um, field complaints and concerns and uh, compliments and everything for the city. So don't hesitate to call them or use the app or, or the website. There's a lot of avenues to do so. And that's, that's the best way to kind of let the city know what what's going on yeah if if the if the people there were, were only like 10 percent as nice as jenny is they would still be uh, abundantly decent human beings she's a she's a great person with a great vibe and i'm glad she's the one heading up that program which again more people need to know exists so our problems can get fixed in a timely manner yeah for sure all right let's move on everybody be a snow angel what the heck does a disability manager for the city of toledo do valerie okay so um every city has is required to have an an ADA coordinator, basically somebody who makes sure that um, the public um, is not discriminated with, pub- people with disabilities are not discriminated with, and engaging with the Toledo, with the city so that there is effective communication with, with all our residents so that um, our programs are accessible uh, and our services are accessible. That's ADA coordinator job. So, yes, I do that. And the city had somebody before that. They tacked the title on somebody else before me. Um, but really, the disability manager is above and beyond that. So I'm the liaison between residents with disabilities and the city. So not only do I make sure we're doing legally what we're supposed to do, is that I also promote programs and promote services and activities and kind of be the disability lens on the city. So, you know, sitting in meetings for other departments and saying, oh, we're getting these, you know, public utility kiosks, we don't want to make sure these are accessible, or, um, you know, things with code compliance. We want to make sure that the residents whose uh, trash gets picked up by Republic Services and they have the, the, the service that takes their cans out and come back aren't getting popped for leaving their cans out on the, on the sidewalk. Um, so kind of being that lens, and of course, 
No Angels is a big part of, of one of our services that I'm promoting and, and really taking the reins of to uh, assist our residents. So that's that's my job. It's developing. It's It's been interesting, and I'm hoping to be able to do some good here. Are we still actively pushing, or is this kind of shifted over to maybe uh, our friends at the Ability Center, Stuart and the team, of making Toledo the most uh, accessible city in the country? Is it still a city push, or, again, have we transitioned that over a little bit? It should be an everywhere push mm, in the city of yes. Toledo. So, yes, it's very much a city push. The Ability Center started the campaign, and I know, like, the— the Toledo Museum of Art is is working on that as well, and the the zoo is working on that as well. Every there are people all over the city who are working towards this goal of making Toledo the most accessible city in the United States. So it shouldn't be forgotten. It shouldn't be just a statement. It shouldn't be a lofty goal. It should be something that. Um, everyone in this city should be working towards. Yeah, not just the PR line. Um, you've been doing this for about five months now. What are you most proud of so far in this new gig? Um, I don't know about most proud, but I'm <laughs> I'm happy to be able to make these, these little changes. So uh, improving our communication, we've done some stuff there. Um, this program, um, catching some issues that have happened. Uh, we're just now today starting our facility evaluation for ADA compliance. So we have our expert going through and checking all our buildings and identifying the barriers to accessibility that um, we want to fix and that we should be fixing. Um, we've got some interesting programs in the works, a lot of, a lot of programs that we're working on behind the scenes um, that you're going to start to see come out um, and really, you know, pushing employment of people with disabilities. There's just a lot of programs and um, uh, initiatives that I'm happy to be a part of, and I've gotten some good reception within city government, so looking to really uh, move forward. Can you talk about why it's important to not overlook people, older people or people with disabilities, and how they should be just a part of our community as anyone else is? Sure. So, I mean, depending on the statistics, one in four or one in five uh, people uh, have a disability. So that's that's huge. And, um, you know, everyone can contribute. Um, people with disabilities make great employees for a lot of reasons. And one of them is, you know, they're used to thinking about different ways to accomplish tasks or to overcome barriers. Um, they're Studies have shown that they're more reliable, their attendance is better. Um, it's just there's a lot of misconceptions about people with disabilities that um, if people really took a look at, um, they would, you know, that would be quashed. Uh, you know, there's so many people around that have it, and there's so much that they have to offer. Um, we shouldn't discount it at all. And, uh, you know, let's, if, if everything were accessible and, and we included everyone, it's just, it's going to make us a better society. Um, you had mentioned that there are, uh, there's probably a lot of legal minutia uh, with, within your role, and it's probably best to have a person like yourself in this role rather than, like you said, uh, this being tacked on to someone else's job because it's such an important right. part of, of where we as a culture want to be. Um, you are kind of a, do we call you a retired lawyer? No, I'm still an active okay. attorney. Um, what do you miss about the uh, about the previous life and now working for the yeah, city? So, what do you miss about being a day-to-day lawyer? Right. So prior to this, for about 14 years, I was a solo practitioner. Um, I had my own law practice. And, 
you know, I, I don't miss some things. I certainly miss my colleagues, but it was, it was satisfying because, you know, with my individual clients, I could, um, I didn't have to rely on other people. Obviously you got to work with the court system, but if I wanted something to happen, if I wanted to help my client solve a problem, it's on me and I could just do that for them. So these little victories, although, you know, with family law, most people aren't happy coming out of it, but being able to accomplish those little things um, and get things done, it's, it, it, that was uh, very rewarding. Um, if you had to pick a place, and I'm going to eliminate a couple of obvious ones, the Metro Parks, the museum, and probably the zoo, maybe the Imagination Station, what's a place that you've been pleasantly surprised with by their accessibility um, and thoughtfulness when it comes to those with disability in our community? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, and it's, you know, it's sad, but sometimes when we go places and there's accessible features, unfortunately, it still elicits some pleasant surprise. Um, I remember going to, and I don't want to name out of business, but going to one of those big, we'll call it a big hardware store, and they <laughs> had self-checkout that was accessible and, you know, with the height and the, the display and the, you could reach everything. And I remember checking out on my own and being so excited that it was accessible. Um, so, you know, it's just when you find those places still to this day, it's, it's, it's a pleasant surprise. And, um, you know, you, you name the heavy hitters, the Metro parks, the zoo, the imagination station, those, those are the people really putting in the work to make their big places accessible. But, you know, just know that if you have a small business and you put in, make the effort and put in these accessible features, they really are appreciated. And it could be the, the, the difference between patronizing your place and, and going somewhere else. One of the things I've learned with some of uh, some guests that we've had on the 68 Words podcast is I think some businesses um, are scared off by the potential high cost of making your business more accessible and often cases that's not the case it's not as expensive um and mountainous as you might think to to make it accessible for everybody yeah and there are um not only the the cost might not be so high to begin with but there are tax credits um and tax deductions and um some grants and um even, you know, within the city, some we have a facade grant for the outside area um, of your business. There, There's resources out there that can help you if you need some, you know, if it's going to cost some money to make these accessibility uh, improvements, there are ways to help ease that burden. Awesome. Uh, final big question. Um, you are a sled hockey star. Um, how can others get involved in a sport like that, like you are? I think you said you play, do you play tennis as well? Yep, right. Um, or we call it, they're, they're adaptive sports, right? Did I say that correctly? Right. Um, yep. How can anybody get involved in that or at least look into it a little bit more? So um, the, the Toledo Walleye have a sled hockey team. It's run through Adaptive Sports Ohio. So if you want to Google them, you can contact them. Or we practice once a, a week in Toledo at the Ice House. Um, that that season runs from uh, October through April, I guess. Um, it's a long season, but uh, you can either 
just practice and, and participate recreationally, or you can travel and go to tournaments, whether you're a kid or an adult. We have we obviously separate out for kids and adult teams, um, but it's a it's a really unique sport and it, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Um, in in for tennis in town, we have the Glass City Backspinners. We play uh, every Friday at five thirty at Two's Athletic Club. It used to be the old Laurel Hill. And um, thanks to sponsorship from the Ability Center, participation is free. So you're welcome to just show up and play. You don't need a sports wheelchair. You can. We have a couple extra ones, but if you want to just play in your regular chair, that's fine. Um, we, we welcome volunteers if you want to come and volunteer. But, yeah, those are two great programs that are, we're always looking for new participants and, and welcome everyone to come out. Last question, a fun one. Usually I ask uh, a pizza question, and you can answer that if you want. But I want to know, if you had to pick one and one to only play for the rest of your life, it's the only one you could ever play forever and ever, what video game would you pick? Okay. So I think my favorite game, which I'm playing right now because I got a classic Super Nintendo, my favorite game of all time is, is a RPG called Earthbound. Okay. And you'd pick that over anything, and you'd have to play this forever and ever, would never get tired of it. Well, first of all, I, don't, I think I would get tired of any video game <laughs> if I had to play it forever and ever. Fair enough. But it's, it's a long game. It's an RPG. So I think uh, it, being my favorite, that's a good, uh, a good bet on one I would, you know, be able to spend a long time with. Can I go up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start, and get 30 lives? Nope, no cheats on that one. <laughs> um, good to chat with you, Valerie Fatiga, Disability Manager for the City of Toledo. Snow Angels, uh, check and get a call Engage Toledo or find it on the city's website. I think the, maybe the one big thing we forgot to mention, there was a lot of big things, but it's a pilot program and only taking 500 people, both volunteers and people who are looking for help, right? Right, we're not there yet, so keep applying.